Very, 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 very warm welcome, Kind of Sound listeners on Kind of Sound Radio on this beautiful, beautiful day on our planet Earth. Um, man, we are excited today because we have one of our very special teammates in studio with us, um, as, as Kath Temple will say, our Django. Django, welcome. Thank you. I'm saying welcome to you as if you're a guest today, because um, as some of you might know, Django is actually our broadcast engineer, and um, today is his turn to be in the hot seat in our show, getting to know our teammates. So he's kind of ju- he's going to do a bit of a juggling act in uh, doing the audio engineering as well as answering some questions and participating in conversation. But over the last probably around about a month, Django, you've been a star in getting uh, the broadcasting done down to a T, so I've got no doubt that you will be on top of it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and also in studio, co-hosting with me today is Adi. Adi has been part of the radio for for months already from the beginning, and she's done amazing stuff for us, uh, resourcing and content, and she's also now, she's had a show this morning on Common Sense, and she's participated in many other shows. Adi, welcome in studio. Hello. Enjoyed Hello, your everyone. enjoyed your show this morning. I was listening oh, from the shower. Ah, <laughs> did you refill Did you refill the kettle? I did, but and I even boiled it, but now I'm here and not there, but it's fine. I'll make Hi. my coffee did you later. Use water for someone after you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's funny actually, it no, is a habit that oh I have. Oh my gosh, I made a difference, Django. <laughs> did. You did. Uh, you did. That's an unbelievable thing. That's such a small thing, such a big difference. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then also one of one of one of Django's mates, John Bartman. How's it, John? Hello, Hi, everybody. So John, uh, <laughs> just a bit shy. of uh, <laughs> just a, a bit of context. John is uh, John is one of uh, Django's uh, bandmates. Um, they, I think since 2017, they, they've been in the band, uh, which they call, they call, they call, they call Pravda. 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 <laughs> so we'll get to, we'll get to uh, that a bit later on um, in, the, in the timeline. So just a bit of an overview. We're going to be um, spending some time. The first part of the show will be the earlier years, Django's earlier years. Then we'll get to the questions section, questions from friends and teammates and family. And then the last section will be, um, you know, the adult part of, of, of Django's life and, and kind of looking at his vision forward and discussing his, his quotation, etc. So, so what you're saying so, is you're the yeah, best Django. man at my wedding. <laughs> well, if you ask me, I will be. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting to know you on a daily basis. So, yeah, you know, you never know. I'd say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right, come on. So let's get into this. We're going to start off with something. As custom is, let's look at this. Django was born on the 26th of June, 1990, which makes him a cancer. Uh, and that is the sign of the European Zodiac. That also means he is 30 years of age at the moment. Uh, his sign of the Chinese Zodiac is horse. Uh, his element is metal. 
and the year it was the year of the of the of the yang in yin yang interesting interesting interesting, interesting. i didn't yeah, know a I'm few the, of those things or i had forgotten and <laughs> i now do wish my mother was here because she has yeah she's more interested in those things than i am oh, she's always giving well, us she's, interesting astrological uh updates but she will she, be she, you, yeah you mentioned she will be joining hey yeah she should be joining ah it's a pity why don't we leave this for a bit when she joins um we, sure why not hey shall we do that let's i mean this is interesting stuff and if she's going to participate in that it'll be interesting she'll confirm a few things and you know, maybe she can come up with a story or two from your from your childhood because of that. So, um, in that case, um, let's move on. And um, what we're going to do start start off with um, with your timeline, with your with with from the time that you were born, where you were born. So, let's say you were born in Pumalanga, if I've got that right, Django. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where about in Pumalanga? Um, I think I was born specifically in Sabi Hospital. So Sabi is near the Kruger Park. Um, okay. And then, yeah, I spent the first 10 years of my life in Mpumalanga. Uh, we lived most of that time in White River, uh, which is near Nullsprayt. And then... Vetrafir, Vetrafir. Eh? Yes, 100%. Yeah? Yeah, um... We lived in some other small towns at various points as well. I think we were in Hraskop at some point. Um, and uh, I'm trying to remember that other Pilgrim's Rest. That's where my uh, where my family was living before I was born. Um, okay. I think okay. they moved a couple of years after It's a beautiful part of South Africa for those who don't know. I, mean, I know there are some listening from around the world today. Uh, and Sabi, I mean, all those places uh, down in Pumalanga, even many people might know the Kruger National Park internationally, but that's a God's window, all those beautiful, beautiful green places, all those plantations, those trees and valleys and mountains and, and waterfalls, eh? Yeah, stunning. I went, I last went in, I think, 2003. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, it's a very nice place to just go and unwind. It's yeah, a, got a yeah, calming yeah. energy. Jenga, do you have brothers and sisters? I have two half-brothers. Um, on my mother's side, I have Jude. He is 17. He's also into music. Um, All right. And on my father's side, I have Keto. He is three. So right. what's interesting is Jude, uh, I was 13 when Jude was born, and Jude was 13 when Keto was born. So I, we were speculating what happens in 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um maybe yeah so i'm not sure if i'm asking the right question maybe maybe your mom would be able to to give some 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 light on that who knows <laughs> who knows let's see let's see right so um something very interesting in your life uh Django, is something that um which i'm sure provided um as part of your life journey and as, as we all have something in our life and that provides us with a challenge or that's part of our test in life. It's part of our, you know, it's, it's one of those things that form our character. It's, it's a great test. And I think it speaks into and the way we perceive possibly the shaping of our faith because of the questions we ask, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, you were comfortable to speak about this. Yes. In that you were, you were born without sight in, in, in the one eye. 
and at the age of five and eight, uh, underwent two operations to correct a squint. Do you want to share with us how how this uh, what is the condition and and how it played into your life? So, if you ask my mother, uh, she obviously had various tests done uh, quite extensively when I was young. Uh, they said it was amblyopia, which is where the brain doesn't use your eye. So the the theory was that I was born with double vision because of the squint, and my brain switched off the eye effectively. Um, that was the going theory. And then uh, a couple of years ago, I went for some tests because uh, I forget why, actually. But I went and this guy basically noticed that I have limited um, peripheral vision in my seeing eye. So they did some other tests uh, and an MRI, I think. Yeah. And then he said that basically it's not getting any worse because that was his concern when he discovered something we hadn't known. Um, he was like, it's not getting worse, the th- uh, but the nerves didn't develop properly before I was born, effectively. Right, right. And, and how did this, I mean, affect your life? I mean, it must have been a big thing for you um, initially to, to, to deal with this. And um, obviously in, in peer groups, etc. how did this play in its, at, at, during school times and even in, at the, as a toddler? So the main thing is I didn't have a depth perception. Um, so like three-dimensional vision, effectively. Um, and I guess because I was born with it, it's all I know. It wasn't an adjustment period. I'm, I'm actually very grateful that it didn't happen to me later in life. I would think that would be quite mm. an adjustment. Whereas from birth, yeah. you're learning your distances uh, based on, I don't know, shadows. And yeah, you can sort of... Sure your own reference of scale, I suppose, and shadows. Um, And then in terms of how that that affected me, uh, well, in school, it was never really an issue. Um, I had one or two friends who would come up to me and try and, oh, did you see this? Something on my blind side. And there was one I always thought was hilarious because he always got the side wrong. (laughs) So I was just like, did you see this? Yes. Like silence, (laughs) like it's the other side. Great that you can that you can recall some humor as well. That means you've kind of lived, you've been living in acceptance of it as well. Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. And, and, I mean, did it did it play into your into any kind of? Did you ask questions about this? Why why it happened to you? And did it, did it have any effect on your your spiritual perception? Maybe some people say these the sorts of things often um, lead to enhanced other senses, and for me that was probably mm-hmm. sound. I had very good hearing as a kid. Um, I remember being able to identify, I could tell you what car was driving past without looking like I knew the engine sounds of different cars. Right. Um, and like, I don't know, I could, I, like keys, I knew who was coming home by the keys and um, yeah, interesting stuff like that. And I remember on a school camp once saying, oh, there's somebody around the corner there and like nobody believing me. And then they eventually saw the guy walking there and so I had a few sort of validating experiences where I knew my hearing was a bit better than normal. Um, I do feel like it's it's dulled as you get older, but um, yeah. I would like I, I would hope that it's still somewhat. Well, there. at thirty, I mean, yeah, at thirty, <laughs> it's, it's probably still very good, and it's, it's, and that probably leads to um, a very suitable career in in music and sound, where hearing is uh, plays such an important part. Yeah. 
Yeah. So thank you for sharing of that, Jenga, because, um, you know, often it could be something quite uncomfortable uncomfortable for some people to share. And, and we, but, but when you do share something like this, and there are people hearing that maybe going through something in life, it's also posing a challenge challenge for them and, and that might be discomfort, uncomfortable for them to, to deal with. Hearing someone's confidence um, coming from yourself um, can be very encouraging. So thank you for, for sharing that. Really good cool. stuff. Cool, yeah. I mean, I've always, it's one of those things I forget to tell people because it's my normal, you know. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, then it can be, it's a very also very interesting how some people spot it immediately. They'll ask as I'm talking to them, oh, is there something with your eye? And some okay. people will be like, wow, I had no idea. And I've always f found that interesting. Like, I have no idea what the cause and c correlation is with that. I do know that yeah. I have a bit more of a lazy eye because, as I say, I had a squint. The eye was sitting in one corner, my non-seeing eye. And they kind of corrected yeah. it a um, couple of times. And I think when I'm tired, it does tend to drift to the corner. So, But still, there's some times where people just pick it up immediately. Yeah, well, I mean, it certainly didn't have any any influence or impact in other areas because so you were blessed with this fantastically uh, toned voice um, and <laughs> your intelligence is certainly up there. So, um, yeah, so it's wonderful. Uh, you're having a good life as, as far as I can see, you know, so. Oh, I appreciate Excellent. the kind words. Excellent to have you on, on the team as well. I mean, technically, um, wonderful to have you on the team and you're making a big difference already in the, the kind of sound radio. So thanks for that. Well, I appreciate that because I'm often feeling like the, the, the stupid person in the room. <laughs> amongst no reason to feel like amongst that. <laughs> friends and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It often feels like, like that. And also the person that never grew up um, <laughs> for better or worse. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to grow up. It's a trap. <laughs> I try and tell myself that, yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. So let's move on a bit. We've got a few minutes left of your toddler, your school days and your, your toddler days. So when your mother moved to Cape Town in, in 2000, when you were nine, and, and that's also the time when you met your father. Do you want to speak about that a bit? Sure, yeah. So um, there was effectively, um, how can I put it? Uh, there was a gut feeling about who my father was and that was, I was told who that was and I had no idea that there was any doubt. I suppose there wasn't any doubt, but in fact, that guy was not my father. So I'd met someone who was supposedly my father and at age 10, only once they were very sure uh, they'd done a test, the, then I was told who my real father was. So it came completely out of left field for me. But I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled. And sure. um, and I had met him a couple of times. And I'd even made some remark. like It felt like we were with family. It's quite extraordinary yeah. how stuff like that can happen. Um, and I'd met cousins of mine. And they were telling me about their huge family. And I'd always wished for a bigger family. Uh, and so it was all sort of a, a process of realization. Like, wow, that's my family. Like, 25 yeah. like cousins or I forget the things she was rattling <laughs> off to me. It was quite an experience sort of re-meeting them as well as a family member. And they were very welcoming and accepting and, yeah, and very awesome. grateful. And, 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 and you guys are still connected till, till this day. Yeah. Uh, and my father and I get on very well. Uh, he would have that liked to have awesome. been on. He said he might try and listen in on his phone, but he's run out of uh, internet today. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, no, that's that's amazing that that that, that it happened like that, and that you've met a family because I mean, family is really important and community. I mean, that's where we find our love, and where we connect, and as we get support, and and there's a stronger sense of support than just in, generally speaking. It's a lo- it's a lifelong thing. So wonderful that you did find it. And it's also you had a, a great adjustment uh, coming from um, a class of seven when you when you moved to. Um, to Cape Town to suddenly being in a class of 30. How did that a work out? A class of seven and a sort of family of five. The only real family that I knew were sort of my, my mother, her two sisters, and my grandmother, who were all girls. And then one of my aunts had a daughter as well. So I was this guy in a family of girls. And then suddenly, yeah. So there was that adjustment. And there was also, yeah, having moved to Cape Town, um, it, was a, it was sort of a homeschooling situation where a woman started a school to teach her daughter and I was the first mm. other student. So there were two of us okay. and then there was another girl and then they ostracized me. Um, <laughs> uh, and, cool. then, and then there was another guy and then there were four of us and that was an interesting dynamic. And eventually there were seven. Uh, and that okay. was before I moved to Cape Town that I was in a class of seven. And that was the biggest class I'd had. So yeah, moving to a school where they had, I think three different grades in one big room was very uh, overwhelming for me. I remember, I mean, I was, I was nervous to the point of going to the toilet all the time, you know. Um, it was a real adjustment for me. And, but it's always, it's a process. I, was a, I think I was pretty shy as a child. I wasn't a very, um, I don't know. It's taken me a while to gain that sort of confidence. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope your mom comes on so we can, when we speak about the astrology, she can she can talk into that as well. Yeah, she might have internet trouble. We'll see. Um, she said she's had trouble with. Uh, she lives in Rubik Castile. She's had trouble okay. with Zoom in the past, so it could okay, be that. Okay, lovely little place. So then, um, music. Strong, you know? Pardon, Adi. Little bit of your uh, sign. Yeah, sure. We can do the right. astrology. Uh, mm. I just just want to finish off the the this this trend of, uh, of of his life of his lifeline. That maybe the first part, and then can we get, can we go to astrology then? Sure. Okay. Yeah, so we're almost um, kind of through the first part. Um, your music career began, or the, your interest in music began, also at at, at primary school already. Um, yes. So I mean, music was always a part of our life. Like I just remember. Through the, through the. Sorry, I was ringing my mother. Missed calling her. Um, oh, good, good, good. I just <laughs> want to say to her, mom, if you are listening at the moment, we need you in the studio. So try and <laughs> try and log on if you can, mom. No pressure. Great. We're going to talk about astrology and Django saying that you uh, you quite clued up. So it'd be great to have you live in studio, mom. Um, yeah. sorry, you were saying what was I saying? Yeah, now? your music career started. Oh, yes, your, sorry. your interest in music, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I remember through the sort of 90s of my childhood, we had the radio on all the time, and I remember a lot of stuff that we didn't like. I suppose we weren't, um, we weren't like, collecting music yet, but we certainly knew that we didn't like a lot of what we were hearing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, when I came to Cape Town, there was a radio station called P4. It was a jazz radio station. They later became Heart yeah. FM when they completely changed their style. Oh, yeah. Not long after that, in fact, but they had on a Saturday night for a while, uh, I think it was called the Blue Room. It was like a lounge um, show. And I heard like uh, 
Pruder and Dorfmeister and Thievery Corporation and all this sort of instrumental oh, yes, music. I Thievery Corporation. Um, yeah. Not all of it was instrumental, but it was it was just so different from anything else I'd ever heard at the time mm. that I I was immediately interested. And someone was like, "Oh, I think I know who that is," and I think I know who that is. And slowly, I'd sort of collected a bunch of CDs. And being in the music shop, you stumble on other things, and I found a lot of like interesting dance music and i used to go and spend like a day at a place called uh what was it called cd warehouse at the waterfront yeah uh, it was I like a that. triple story place and i used to spend hours in there um yeah so yeah and that was i took keyboard lessons for a while um and then i took up drumming uh also had some lessons with that and at 16 um I was at a party at my uncle's house and was sort of shown the sort of decks and like how they worked. And I had, I'd never really considered the idea before, but I had a music collection and it was during the afternoon. I just ended up playing and playing and playing. I played for like six hours thinking like, we're not the actual (laughs) DJs coming. And then the actual guys came and played for like two hours and then it was back to me. So I played for eight hours and the first six, there was no... I think I, we didn't have the headphones working. So I was going on the numbers. I knew that my track numbers, I knew like track eight on that CD I like and track five on this one. Now you could, and yeah. I would never know. But at the time it was like, all you saw on your little player was the number. And so I played this whole set like off the cuff <laughs> for <laughs> hours and hours. I up knowing exactly what's coming next. And that was the bug had bitten me at that point that I was, I loved. Okay. Um, I just remember there was someone on the dance floor like the entire time. And it was just, it moved me to realize that I could, um, I could give someone an experience um, yeah. like that. Of a, It was really a, an eye opener for me. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, that's great, Django. Um, I think, uh, so we're in your school years at the moment still. I'm just thinking if there's, there's anything else. Where, to go? Where did you guys live in, in Cape Town? Um, uh, gardens for a while. Um, you know, I've moved around since before we came to Cape Town. There was one house where we lived three years. That was the longest time I'd been in one place. Like we used to move like almost every year somewhere. Okay. So, so I moved around a lot. Sorry? What does your father do for a living then? Um, my father imports headwear. Um, okay. And my mother, I mean, she had various uh, single, well, yeah, she had all sorts of different jobs. She worked at Woolworths for a while. She does uh, right. graphic design. She's an artist and she's yeah. getting, seemingly getting to be quite successful at the moment. Um, okay. It's nice to see, yeah, as to someone who's done there. corporate work, it's nice to see her thriving as an artist uh it's very inspiring and motivating cool yeah so living in cape town i mean if you live in gardens cape town that's pretty much close to the to the city bowl as well so you must have been part of the the hub of cape town which is lovely yeah it's lively um, it's nice weather in town as well i mean you get a lot of wind but i feel like it's a little it's less extreme than like stillenbosch in terms of the sun uh, mm. We don't probably get quite as much rain as uh, like Newlands area. It was just a nice, moderate weather sort of place to live, and we used to walk Did the you dogs ever go everywhere. Party? Did you ever go party in your in your teenage years in in town? Not, no, not as a teenager. Um, I mean, I played at a few people's things, but it was all like private functions. I think I 
yeah. was paid to play somewhere by like 18 or something. Yeah. Um, right. So I've been DJing many years. But yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I never, I think it was just my friends. My friends were a lot of nerds and uh, what's the word? Recluses. And so okay. I've never really had the so, sort of social group to be out clubbing or whatever. It was never my okay. my real thing. Because, yeah. Okay, I think um, I think it's time we move on to maybe if, let's first check. Is mom maybe on her way? Do you know? Don't think so. Not Is sure it? what's happened, but it's all good. Uh, okay, so let's give her let's give her the time of a song. So um, let's let's play your first your first choice of song, uh, which was something by by Noise Shaper. It's called "The Only Redeemer." Why did you choose that song? Yeah, this was um, one of the first. I guess it reminds me of when I started DJing. It was a cobbled together music collection. You know, I had there was no rhyme or reason to it originally, and then I started playing, and I was trying to find similarities between songs and stuff. And it was was just a track that I enjoyed, and I yeah. think the, the the lyrics actually happened to be quite appropriate. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's cool. Let's listen to Noise Shaper, the only redeemer. Cool. To the promised land Music Is a source of life Oh now Oh now Music Is the only redeemer Just lick it and go on, so stop. 
in a soul dub style Just lick it and go on so Sound Radio with Django, getting to know you. Django, 26th of June, 1998. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. You are a cancer, yeah? That's correct, yeah. How do you feel being a cancer? Like, you know, a lot of famous people are cancers, like Dalai Lama, Frida Kahlo, Amedeo Modigliani. Wow. Yeah, some very famous people are Cancers. Well, I, obviously, I'm not sure if they are uh, horse by the Chinese uh, horoscope, but um, obviously, uh, if everything is connected, as we think, uh, you are on the 26th of June, and you have a number six for uh, your year, and you obviously have number eight for your date of birth, which is combined number between two and six, and it's not going to be a surprise for me, I think. You, you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, you are quite a romantic person, I think. Interesting. You try to hide <laughs> it most of the time. Hide it? Oh, maybe. Uh-huh. You sometimes, <laughs> you sometimes appear quite cold in the beginning when you meet somebody. And um, this is actually not coldness, but a little bit of shyness. Am I correct? Uh, that's something I try to work on. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's good. So probably there is something in astrology that you can start a little bit accepting. Yeah. Uh, also, you love to entertain your friends. Is that true? I guess so. Yes. Oh. Okay. And um, something, something very, very interesting. Um, Normally, people with number eight, uh, they are born with some kind of wisdom. And most of the wisdom they gain in life, they gain it through their own experience. Wow. 
Do you think this is correct for you? Do you prefer to get your own wisdom through the things that you do personally? I think so. I'm quite reluctant to sort of speak. Uh, I don't know. I find, yeah, some people are, they have strong opinions and I'm not often someone who has strong opinions. I'm sort of, I'd rather, mm. I'd rather find out um, and be sure before I speak. Mm. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. That's something uh, else I have here that uh, Cancer, born on 26th, especially number eight, has a very, very, uh, how to say, um, a very um, powerful sense of duty. Is that correct for you? Yeah, probably to my detriment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What okay. is that? I I suppose I feel I can be uh, I can be a bit too loyal. If you were to ask some people, um, they say I should have left whatever I was doing sooner, or uh, uh, why do I feel I owe someone I don't owe them anything? Um, those okay. sorts of things. Probably sort of yeah, struggling to accept gifts. Um, yeah, yes. very uh, interesting. And also you accept compliments only when you feel they are completely sincere. Is that Wow, correct? that's, yeah, that sounds, I mean, even then, uh, it's sort of, I'll, yeah, I sort of, I'll be the judge of that at the end of the day. The, the, the inner voice is very, is, has the final say. <laughs> <laughs> Your own worst critic rings very true. Yeah. Okay. Well, mm. What do you think of astrology now? Quite interesting. Uh, that was surprisingly <laughs> on point. Mm. Yeah, I also thought that was great. Thank you for that, Adi. I think uh, let's move on to, we've got beautiful and quite a few questions from, from teammates and, 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 and family and friends. So, Adi, yeah. do you want to yeah, run us through it? Yes, the first question that we have is from Mo. Uh, our Mo, um, our Mo. Uh, she recorded her question so we can play it and listen to it and Django. Cool. And you have to answer it. Alrighty. Let me see. Nice. I can play this. Morning. A question for Django. Um, hope you had a, a good festive time with your family and everything. The question is of, in your spare time, what do you enjoy doing the most? Okay. Oops. I need to stop. Hi, Django. I hope you're there. We go. Uh, Doffy point. Doffy point. Yep. Um, <laughs> what do I enjoy doing in my spare time? All right. Well, I, I aside from I love I love spending time with family and friends, um, and I like um, like going for hikes, going for walks, getting into nature, lying down in the grass, and just being being with nature um and obviously cool yeah and obviously music i guess there's a there's a sort of contrast to it i, I loved playing uh i used to play at a place and people were swinging from the rafters when it got full and like it's quite you feel like you're part of a team and i enjoy that too yeah hmm. awesome thank you well answered yeah but truly Thank you. Uh, oh, the next question, Django, is from Ian. Cool, here so, we go. Yeah. 
Hi Django, I hope you're having a wonderful show. I'd like to ask you what hopes you have for 2021, both personally and professionally. And if you were to stand on your last day of your life and look back to this very moment, what one piece of advice for more happiness would you give to yourself? Hope to see you soon. Oh, wow. Um, okay, firstly, for 2021, personally and professionally, um, I hope to get fit. <laughs> um don't we all don't we all yeah, yeah. i've, yeah. I've been i'm i'm one of those people I've, for purpose I've, <laughs> I, 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 well and also just for good health i don't feel like i'm in 100 percent healthy you know things take a while to heal and i just feel like i'm a little bit under performing as a as a body <laughs> not as a somebody but as a body as a body yes uh yeah. my body's getting dragged along for the ride at the moment so <laughs> I, um i have one dumbbell and it's quite tricky to use one dumbbell i'd like to find the other one which i'm gonna have to buy i'm gonna have to buy another one um, you're gonna have to uh I, I now have the money to do that so that's ah. a blessing um and or possibly a gym membership so yes, that's personally and professionally. I hope to see. Uh, I hope to see the station grow. Um, I think this is a valuable, mm. a valuable thing that we have on our hands. It's a powerful tool. Um, and I hope that yes, I feel like our community of wonderful people is only going to grow. Um, oh wow! I think we have we have Philip in the waiting room. Ah, falls in. Cool. I'll let him in. Um, let him in. But let's move on with the questions because sure. time is ticking and we need to get yeah. to the, also the adult life still. So I cool. think keep it rolling. Yeah. The next question is from Shirley. Got it here. Let's, let's listen to Shirley's Hi, question. Hi, Django. It's Shirley. I'm doubling up here. Not quite sure where the right place for the questions are, but hopefully this is it. My first question is your name, Django. Who gave you your name? Uh, or did you give it to yourself? And if so, why? My first question. My second question is, what are some of the values that you were brought up with by your parents? Uh, some of the positive ones that you have retained, what are they? And some of the negative ones that you've abandoned, what are or were they? Wow. Thanks. Tricky getting it to stop. Okay. Hi, Django. Uh, it's David yeah, from case Wales. Case point. Stop. There we go. Um, right. So the first part of that question, uh, my name. My mother was, I believe, offered some, some other trinkets by her sisters if she would name me Django. <laughs> I'm sure that's not <laughs> the only reason she named me Django, but um, c certainly they. it was... Named after Django Reinhardt, the gypsy jazz guitarist, uh, which is actually a pseudonym of Django Reinhardt. Forget what his original name was. Um, I'm sure John could tell us more about him, in fact, because John is a gypsy jazz guitarist himself. Ah. Um, yes, so I was named after him, and it's quite fitting because I ended up in a band that was playing music inspired by that style. Um, 
Mm. Brilliant. And so it's all, it's all worked out with a name like Django for you. Absolutely. Uh, and a musical yeah, it's amazing, name. Yeah, yeah it's quite I incredible. Say it's all in the name, but it's, one doesn't often see it play out the way it's playing out for you. Yeah. And then the mm. second think about it longer, um, but certainly, um, definitely an, uh, an attitude of positivity and uh, not... not letting things get you down. Um, yeah, I feel like a, a degree of faith as well. Faith that things will, will materialize and go the way that you hope they will uh, and not stressing and willing things into happening by like mm. stress and strife. You know, it's more a belief that we're blessed, a belief that things will happen as they're supposed to. Um, that's definitely some of my mother's philosophy that I have, I resonate with. That's wonderful with. that you're right. accepting that. Yeah. Um, Ian is just saying, um, he sent a message through, he says, uh, uh, Django, I hope you can find his second dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ian. <laughs> uh, he says, he's love, love listening to you. And um, our dearest Kath, uh, don't worry, we got your, your, um, your recording. Your question is in the list. Um, yes. He's just concerned that it got lost. So no, not to worry, darling. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to read the question from Brad. Uh, she sent it through. Uh, so, Django, please name three things that make you happy and see life differently. And also name three things that make you unhappy, uh, where the life is like an abyss of melancholy. That's Brad's question for you. Wow, that last bit's interesting. All right. Um, three things that make me happy. Uh, spending time with friends and family. Uh, I guess I do. I love being around people. Uh, well, people that they, they say you're a product of the people around you to some extent. So certainly people that lift one another up. Um, mm. that's a, a definite thing for me. Um, always makes me happy, makes me happy to see people getting along, um, and getting what they want out of life. Seeing people succeed would probably be a separate point because um, one is a more social aspect. Success is more in terms of their lives. I feel like a rising tide raises all ships and I love seeing people around me succeed. Third wow. thing, uh, I guess, would be being able to contribute, um, being able to, yeah, feeling useful, feeling helpful, feeling useful uh, is definitely important to me. Um, yeah. And it always bothers me when I'm not able to help. So I always try and find someone who can if I, if I can't. Um, yeah, it's just something that bothers me if I can't help something. Mm. And three things that make me sad. Um, seeing people in pain or suffering. Um, that obviously makes me sad. Um, waste. Wastefulness. Seeing people gather more than they can consume or use and never using the things that they have. Um, mm. uh, but more in terms of, yeah, like food going to waste when you know we live in a very poor country and there's many that don't have. Um, mm. That bothers me. So, oh, a third one. I don't like to dwell on the negative, so perhaps we skip the third <laughs> one. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I like those answers because they, they, you know, they're so in line with kind of sound radio's ethos and what we what we're going forward with. So you you can feel very welcome on on, on our team, Django. Absolutely. Yeah. Next question is from Hugh. He's somewhere in Africa as well, but he sent a recording of his uh, question. So let's listen to it. Uh, who was that? Sorry. That's Hugh. Oh, Hugh. Uh, where did he send his? Is that on Telegram by any chance? Yeah. No, okay. Probably. Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, did you get no it? problem. I can get open Telegram in a sec. Uh, Telegram uh, is playing a very important, important part. Yes, we should all encourage Hugh. people to use Telegram anyway. Yeah. Because, uh, Absolutely. As Juliette was pointing out, um, if they've had issues with things she posts for whatever reason, um, whatever they deem worthy, it's quite stupid sometimes what people get uh, suspended or banned for. And now they can pull your data from WhatsApp and Instagram and, and Facebook. And it's a bit of a disaster. Uh, mm. Where's Hughes? It was it's... I have it here. If you want, I can play it from here somehow. Uh, yes, I'm please. Sure. Yeah, I, don't, please. I don't see it okay. anywhere. Go for it. Go for it. Morning, Django. Uh, it, no, it's we are more uh, Django. Um, yeah, my question from the oldest to the youngest is your inspiration or wisdom for kindness. Always an inspiring voice in the past. And what is your aspiration for kindness in the future? And thank you for being part of Kind of Sound Broadcasting Team. More than that, manager. Station manager, no less. <laughs> okay. uh, thanks, Hugh. Um, gosh, Joe, did you catch the first part of that? Can you rephrase that for me? I think it's uh, what I got from it was uh, what inspired you in the past. Is that uh, if I've got that right? Yeah, yeah. with a reference to kindness. Um, mm. it's a tricky question. Um, what do I see for kindness in the future? Well. Uh, I mean, certainly I would like to see us uh, encouraging people to become self-sustainable uh, in a time where governments can stop all sorts of things from happening um, to the point of, uh, you know, I was hearing stories about them not wanting the police in the States and then truck drivers saying they won't drive to certain parts. Suddenly you're not able to get food. So or uh, also not being able to work. So your money can't pay for food because there's not people in the shops working. There's a whole economy people don't understand necessarily that you can't take out legs in the, in the t under the table for an economy to function. You take pieces away and it starts to fall apart. So I guess, and that attitude that some jobs are not essential, um, I, I don't know. We definitely have some trouble. So in terms of the kindness, I would say the kindness is in being able to provide for yourself and your friends and your family and a rising tide rises all ships. Hope that kind of answers Hugh's question. Mm. Yeah, thank you. May I ask you my question here now? Sure. Yeah, I, um, I got information that you play in a band called Pravda, is that correct? Yes, John is the leader of Pravda. Yeah, but how did you choose the name Pravda? Because that's a Russian name. That's that is very curious. True. I'm sure John can answer that one. Mm. 
Hey, Adi, hi. Yeah, the name Pravda. Um, well, uh, firstly, I, that came across like about 15 years ago when I was traveling and I had a, uh, was in the States. I was, I was in a dorm room, actually. I was in a dorm room in California. And uh, I remember thinking I wanted to do something. I wanted to make a band when I got home and find other people, you know, who shared the sort of the values that I wanted to like, you know, put into the music. And uh, it didn't seem like, it seemed a bit like ostentatious calling it the truth, you know, like I didn't want people to think I was hammering them over the head. So I just picked a foreign language with a word that nobody would know. Um, and uh, subsequently I've been laboring for the last 15 years with a band name that nobody can spell, pronounce, understand, or remember. <laughs> <laughs> so it, was a, it was a youthful decision that I decided to stick to despite many temptations to uh, pick an easier name and I'm kind of glad I'm kind of glad I did because when you fly that flag you tend to attract you know the first question everybody asks is what does it mean yeah. it, means, it means the truth but it's also the type of question that you have to ask in order to find yeah. out what it means so it's uh, what I was hoping and what, what has been happening is um, to attract people who are looking for the truth Wow. Uh, which is how I, which is how I make my music. It's um, that's how Django and I have, have been doing this for years. Um, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. And then Pravda. That's, a, that's also fun to shout it out loud at gigs. You go Pravda, and everybody goes Pravda. And I don't know what it means. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a great thing. It's also a cool thing because and, and this a lot in the band name. And if it if it does. If it does provoke this kind of a conversation when you whenever you're you're in an interview like now. It's, a, it's, it's quite a cool thing to have. Mm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. You don't. It doesn't really matter what the band is called. At the end of the day, it's about you know the music. But I'm glad that I've yeah. got some a little bit of substance. Like what I what I'm trying to do with this group, um, and what what we have always tried to do is to create something with like lasting value, something of substance where you can hear the lyrics in 15, 20 years and go, oh right, there's actually you know this wasn't just pop music. It was never mm. it was never meant to just entertain. There was always an mm. angle behind it of like, here's the story that we're trying to tell. And, uh, you know, you're welcome to be a part of it. And and, and also playing the long game, not going after a large amount of people who are interested mm. in one song or something. It's more like Flashing if you're band. interested in the actual, yeah, yeah. interested yeah, in it's, it's what, might... sorry. No, totally, mm. Django. And, and, you know, Django spoke earlier about loyalty and, um, you know, that no one else has stuck it out as long as he has. How long has it been now? It's been like, what, five, six years since Django has been working um, on producing and performing um, with Pravda. Uh, he's taken the productions to a level that I couldn't have done on my own. And quite mm. frankly, I'm surprised and amazed that uh, he's still around. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> Good. That well speaks done. of his character. Well yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Joe, for do, you have, do you have a personal question for, yeah, for Django? I've got a question for, for Django. Um, my friend, what do you? What is your perception of God? My perception of God. Um, I believe in a higher power. Um, and uh, yes, so to call it whatever you like, a God, sure. But I believe that it's an all-present. I kind of. I sometimes actually call it the universe. I believe in the universe that you put things out into the universe, and it brings forth those things in your life uh the sort of focusing on whatever you focus on is what comes your way so i believe in prayer um and i do believe in a higher power i feel there's been far too many incredible serendipities in my life 
to to discount the presence of something beyond myself. That is as far as I I see in God. Ditto, my friend. Ditto. <laughs> okay. Um, here we have a question from David. We can play it. So. Got it. Yeah. Hi, Django. It's David from Wales. Just a quick one. It's my round at the bar. What are you drinking? Lovely. Good question. It's, it changes on the day. Uh, I, I do enjoy beer. Um, enjoy white wine. Enjoy, yeah, a pina colada. Caipirinha. <laughs> yeah, various, various drinks. Good question. <laughs> Thanks for giving us chuckling, David. <laughs> yeah. And the next one is from Jackie. Cool. Here we go. Hi, Django. This is Jackie. I'd like to know whether you've ever had a profoundly um, special connection with an animal. And if so, um, what impact that had on you? Hi, Django. Mm -hmm. Wow, uh, that is a very good question. Um, wow, Jackie, being, Jackie being someone that, that, that uh, of course, is uh, living with animals in the sanctuary, yes. or, you know, dealing with animals in the sanctuary, it's coming from that place. Lovely. I mean, I've grown up with pets, and I guess that's another thing about values that were instilled in you. I was always responsible for looking after the dog, and I recently met someone, a couple, and they were so nervous about getting a dog, and I found out he had never grown up with like he'd had pets, but they they were never his responsibility. And I thought it was such an interesting thing. It had never occurred to me that you could ever be worried about getting and taking on an animal. I mean, it's sure it's a life commitment, but it's something that's always been part of my life. Um, I'm currently house sitting and looking after two lovely dogs, and yeah, animals are always very much a part of my life. Um, yeah. I can, I can vote for that because I was in studio with Django at his place and he's got two lovely dogs who comes into the studio and comes and keeps in company by his feet. It's beautiful. Mm, it mm. is. Here I have four. Lovely. <laughs> I understand. Okay. And the next question is from our cat. Lovely. I was just going to say I could speak about animals for another half an hour, but we don't have time. We don't have time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> All right. Time. So I see something from Kath directly, which I wonder the one that she sent there is later. All right, let's try this one. It's Kath Temple with a question for Django. Django, the ancient Egyptians believed that on the gateway to heaven, you're only asked two questions. The first question they say we're asked is, have you found the joy in your life? Have you found the joy in your life? And the second question they say we're asked is, has your life brought joy to others? So my question, darling Django, is, have you found the joy in your life? And what is it that brings you joy? And how would you like your life in 2021 and beyond to bring joy to others. My love to you. Enjoy the show. Lovely. Um, what brings me joy? I mean, 
Ah, uh, it's a tricky question, really. I mean, in a way, I feel like uh, if I'm able to bring joy to myself, it's by proxy going to bring joy to others. I won't find joy in something selfish. So it will, yeah, by nature, it will be a joy to others. Um, so in a weirdly selfish sounding way, uh, I would like to bring joy to myself in the knowledge that I will bring joy to others. Um, yeah, it feels like an odd yeah. answer, but I think that is how I feel. Hmm. Perfect. That's that's perfectly perfectly answered, and that's what uh, how you feel, and that's how you do it. So it's also it's, it's also if yourself. you're not having fun, you're not going to get any joy out of helping others. It's sort of it has to go. You have to enjoy what you do, and you're better at what you do when you enjoy yourself. Hmm. It almost speaks into the you've got, when you love yourself. You love others. You can't, yeah. It can be difficult to love others if you didn't love yourself. And yeah, maybe I'm a bit of a cynic, but I don't really believe in selflessness. I believe I gain a lot of joy from serving others. Mm. What better? Serve. Yeah, that's even a better answer because in yeah. service, there's a lot of joy in service for sure for both parties. Yeah. yeah, guys, we are running out. We are so running out, and we so want to wanted to still get into so we've got a choice to make here we've got to play that song uh by pravda which is we i'm itching to hear and i'm sure all of, all of us are itching to hear that and then we also have the rest of Django's adult life uh still in in one minute so uh, Django, what do you want to do do you want to play the song do you want to share with us uh, more about your your adult life um i think we can do i think we'll come back to pravda on a future show uh one way or another so i think we can summarize we, we can finish we can finish the show as we are yes yes summarize in two minutes for us let's let's, let's look at that your your adult life how it played out i mean you studied uh, audio engineering at, at the cape college and then what happened after that yeah so i worked for two years at a recording studio in Woodstock. Well, actually it moved around. I worked for somebody who was renting a studio and I helped him move studios a couple of times. And then he bought a premises and I got to be on the ground as this place was being turned into a recording studio, which was very valuable experience. Um, and I guess, uh, it taught me a lot. I really learned a lot, uh, sort of learning on the ground doing and I'm very grateful for that experience um, that I'm now able to freelance and do music mixing and all sorts of music related things uh, mm. I, my passion is very much in sound yeah yeah so so I mean your life has really become uh, sound and music has been a massive part of your life yeah I play um, in four bands or played We'll see what happens in the coming year with pandemic and all. But uh, last time I checked, I play in four bands and they're all different. So, yeah, it's it's a big joy I mean, to me. Jenga, to finish off, we got a few seconds. Your script, your quote was a Sanskrit uh, uh, proverb for breath is life. And if you breathe well, you will live long on earth. I think that almost summarizes what you what you said earlier. I think one can actually summarize all your answers in that. 